0: Sharing remarkable stories from one of the nation's largest holiday markets. This is Ready, Set, Shop, the one and only Houston Ballet Nutcracker Market. It is your guest host for this limited run series, highlighting 10 of the more than 270 merchants at the 42nd annual Houston Ballet Nutcracker Market. This next guest is a veteran of the markets, artist and owner of Alpine Wine Design. Please welcome Brad Evans.
1: So happy to be here and um, just really excited about Coming back to the Nutcracker market this year, we we were out for a couple years due to COVID, and we've got a three-year-old boy now, and so we kind of were playing it safe the last few years. But super excited to be back this year.
0: Yeah, uh, obviously a lot has changed, and uh, really your whole life pretty much because Alpine Wine Designs didn't start as Alpine Wine Designs. You were doing this as a hobby. So let's. Let's start there. Were you always this handy, like creating stuff by
1: hand out of things that guys like me would be like, "Yeah, throw it away? Well, I've always been an artist and I've always uh, been just super excited about um, doing things hands-on. I grew up with a father who was always including me and in, in doing things outside and building things and remodeling. Um, had two older brothers who were super awesome and taught me a ton over the years and just uh, always had an artistic background and also an entrepreneurial background to, um, you know, we, we grew up mowing lawns and had lawn mowing businesses and had paper routes and had um, landscaping companies. And so we were always had that spirit of starting and having your own business through the years. But um, really the 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 skilled part of my um, kind of beginning of it is I, I studied guitar. I started playing guitar when I was five years old. And... I studied guitar and had a teacher who was also Master Luthier. And so I started uh, um, taking lessons from him on Saturdays in Cincinnati and uh, would always take the very last lesson of the day and then stick around with him after that, go to his garage, very small, just you know, kind of basic woodworking studio in the garage. And he taught me to build a classical guitar at the age of 16 over the course of about a year and a half, two years. So I learned that skill of you know, fine woodworking through him and also put my own spin on it and had those skills as a child and then went off to school for music and theater and came back to it. Um in two thousand six I started this business and, and in my garage in Golden Colorado and just kind of morphed and, and grew over the years from a, a home based business of, hey, let's try this out and have it be a little side hustle and now it's a, a full full on business and we do a lot of work for restaurants and you know, commercial. We do tons of art shows and wine festivals. And so it's a certainly a labor of love.
0: Absolutely. You got to check out Brad's company. It is alpinewinedesign.com. If you're on the web, look them up on Instagram and on Facebook as well. You've got uh, so many different designs and so many things for people with all kinds of budgets, designing for, for planes, for yachts, all the way down to Hey, I want something for my dog that looks cool, that doesn't come from a chain store. And um, I got to know what goes into repurposing a couple of things or three or four things that, again, someone like me, I I wouldn't even think to be able to do. So it's like, oh, it makes sense now that it's done. Now that Brad has spent all these hours working on it, it makes sense. but uh when you've got like i don't know a pen and then something a railroad spike and then a piece of wood what goes into creating something like that
1: so it started out initially is just um everything was the first product i ever built was a serving tray from a recycled wine shipping box that held 12 bottles of a bordeaux wine and it happened to be um of a winery that had h and b my wife's name is Heidi and was Brad and so i thought this is appropriate it was h b bordeaux vineyard and so i made took this Just simple wooden case was sitting next to my fireplace, holding kindling. And I thought, what can I make of that? And so my wife had talked about wanting a, a serving tray for our ottoman, leather ottoman kind of coffee table. And so I, um, happened to be in the garage, and I thought, you know what? Let's uh, let's try to make a tray out of this. And so it all started from just taking a simple product you see on every day that's a lot of times is recycled and winds up in the dump or or somewhere else, or sitting in someone's garage holding, you know, sandpaper. Taking that and making something new and and artistic and awesome out of it and then from there it grew into other other products where i was getting barrels wine barrels and bourbon barrels and reclaimed lumber and just taking things going to places and and finding old flooring and taking that and making a new table or kitchen island out of it and that's the joy for me is taking something that's um a lot of times just you know junk to somebody and or even it, it just has a lot of life and character to it and making it something new and artistic
0: I could see how somebody would discard a wine barrel or a whiskey barrel because it's, it no longer serves its a purpose. You know, the wine's already been bottled, the whiskey, same. Uh, what now? And if you've got someone that's got a, a vineyard, they're not like Brad and his family and his friends who are creating these really cool pieces. They're just like, well, what do I do with it? I'm not going to keep it in my garage, just throw it away. Uh, so, but you, but you see these things and you see a, a purpose for for these items, not just as one piece, but you're also creating something with individual parts of a barrel, whether it's something for a, a set of golf balls or, or coasters or something.
1: The cool part about a lot of these pieces is that they, I mean, I, I have collected over the years of 16 years of doing this about, well, probably 20,000 plus different wine cases and crates. And we go through about 800 barrels a year. So we're bringing in entire truckloads of wine barrels from Napa Valley and taking them sometimes whole or or most of the time breaking them down and making them into something new. But when it comes down to the different names for some of the wine cases, it's about creating something for clients that has a connection to them. They say, you know what, I, my wife and I, we had Silver Oak or whatever winery, Opus One, you name it, whatever type of winery, even a, even a region. We went to to Italy and had this amazing vacation with our family there. And can you make something that is from that winery or that region? And that's that's what's really cool about it is having that emotional connection, having that history where people can come to us and say, hey, do you happen to have this really obscure winery from you know this region of France? I say, I do, which is cool. And ha- having that and, and, and being able to create a Lazy Susan for them out of that actual piece and have it sit on their dining room table and see every night when they have dinner.
0: You have a card catalog of, of pieces, you know, from ABC Winery in Luxembourg, uh, and it's like, oh, yes. As a matter of fact, I do. Let me go out to the.
1: <laughs> I do. The, the unfortunate part about it is that it's it's all here. A lot of, it, it's in my my head. It's not. It changes so much, and I I may know the exact place in the third shed out back where this is but my employees my wife and everybody else say i have no idea check with brad (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh it's not it's not organized it's definitely a lot of chaos
0: depends on how much coffee you've had organized chaos i guess
1: exactly yeah we need we need a few of those
0: brad when it comes to the houston ballet nutcracker market you're obviously a seasoned veteran uh, had some time off, but now you're back for 2022. What does participating in this event mean for you and your family in Alpine Wine Designs? I
1: mean it's a, it's a it's a huge show. It's our biggest show of the year for sure. And we, what's nice about it for me is being able to come back and connect with a lot of our customers or a lot of clients who have bought from us for many years and who are who are excited about seeing us again and seeing what hey you know, what did you come up? What do you have that's new? And that is something that's going to be cool this year because it's been a few years since we've been there. We have countless new products, new wine racks and new, you know, different signs and different things that we've built over the years, just part of our product line, just coming in and presenting that to, to the Nutcracker clientele and, and and also having it be, uh, you know, Christmas. And Christmas is always a fun time of year to be able to to find something new for somebody that you love and and looking at that and saying, hey, you know, I've been thinking about this and this is the perfect gift for my husband or my wife or whatever it might be, or even just having people who come in and say, "You know, what, I've been thinking about this for three years, and I'm so glad you're here. We're buying it."
0: Yeah, and you don't even really have to be a wine connoisseur, a wine snob, or a whiskey snob. If you got a boss, if you got a colleague, a neighbor, or somebody who is into that, uh, these are really cool gift ideas. I mean, you've got uh, whole whole decoration pieces made of of wine corks
1: yeah and i mean that and just um uh, just things for displaying pieces too it's kind of fun we have a whole product line of things being being able to take guitars or ukuleles or instruments and hang them on the wall with a barrel stave or a bourbon stave and making it that artistic or we have things for for golf ball people so many golfers in the world and you always have that special ball that, hey i played this course and having a little display to be able to, to put three or five or seven different golf balls and little things like that, where it just doesn't have to be, it can be a stocking and stuff. It doesn't have to be a, you know, a giant bar stool or, or dog feeder. It can be, it can be something small for, 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 everybody.
0: I like to go back to how the Nutcracker Market discovered you because you are out of Lakewood, Colorado. I was today years old when I found out there was a Lakewood, Colorado. I'm sorry, <laughs> That's right. but uh, yeah. So, I mean, this isn't just, uh, this isn't like knowing that there's a really cool Alpine wine design and in El Paso, Texas, uh, you're, you're quite a bit away from Houston. So yeah, let's talk about how you, how you even got discovered.
1: Right. So we, we, um, typically do <clears throat> a lot of farmers markets in the mountains and, and in the Denver Metro area. And so we happened to be doing the, the Vail farmers market and Patsy had seen us there and I had applied to it. And, uh, initially it was, um, it was already the the year was already full and I got a call in August and said, Hey, you know, we had a spot open up. Would you like to become, to come join us? And I said, absolutely. And I, I had absolutely no, you know, reference or how big this show was. And so it was a little bit terrifying to, to not know. And literally my mom and I, just the two of us did it the first year. And that was it. We had a, a much smaller booth and, um, you know, coming down staying in a hotel. And I, I remember distinctly assembling lazy Susans our One of our key products at two o'clock in the morning because I didn't have enough product, and I was it was in the hotel room. I I'd come up and you know wheeled it in with a dolly that I borrowed from the lobby, and literally at two in the morning, taking screws and assembling things. I brought pieces of them, and I didn't have time to. To put them all together. I thought, well, in the event that I sell a few of these and need a few more and let's, let's bring along some spare parts. <laughs> How long
0: does it even take for you to create a lazy Susan? Uh, and in fact, I guess act adding an extra 30, 45 minutes because it's two in the morning and you're exhausted.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean the the good part is that they're already finished and, and lacquered and stayed and everything that it was more of an assembly aspect of having the, the mechanism and the underside of it, and, or even something that one of our, another big product for us is coat racks and key hooks and say so i would take along a lot of the spare parts the staves or the the boards that make up the piece and all the various screws and the hooks and saying okay you know what because i didn't have enough space in my trailer i brought along 40 of these and now i've I've sold some so we got let's start assembling them
0: what is your best wine tip for the holidays or any day of the year
1: for me a lot of people are, are drawn to domestic wines and always kind of think napa 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 and i I found a lot of value out of the uh Central Coast of California, Lodi and also Pasa Robles area. Um some of the red wines and white wines that are coming out of there are every bit as good as as Napa fruit and they may not have the same same name to it, but they have some really well-made reds, some zinfandels and cabs and a lot of red blends and and even chardonnays and things that are that are coming out of that region and are, you know, 10 dollars less than what you would pay for Napa. That's for sure. And to me, I mean what it's about is what you're eating for dinner I mean so much for me the joy of wine is having an awesome meal and pairing it with with food and I I love food and I love wine I'm not a wine snob I always tell people I'm not a wine snob I know a ton about it but I'm a wine nerd I love it and I, I, I have a passion for it and um, it's grown over the years as, as being exposed and being able to go to, to wineries and go to tastings and go to wine festivals and some taste and stuff that you certainly couldn't afford to go out and buy in a store or at a restaurant. But you're here and you're at a wine festival and you say, absolutely, I want to try that.
0: You're not a wine snob and I believe you 1000%. I do have to ask though, do you stick your entire face inside the wine glass and then sniff and then sip and then gurgle for at least 45 seconds?
1: you know not 45 seconds but maybe i do i do get my nose right in there and get after it <laughs> now if you're enjoying a nice bottle of wine with you know, with friends out on the patio absolutely not
0: advice for people who have just turned their hobby into a business
1: you know i I'd, I'd say when it comes to to retail aspect i think um finding finding your your niche is definitely the a, a good product and then also finding people who that you can get advice for some mentors and some other people you can um hit them up and say hey you know i'm just starting this and i'm very green and i i'm you know what would you what would you advise to um to kind of take to what would you do if you were in my shoes 10 years ago and having thinking about that and i think as far as there are a lot of great platforms that are out now that are that didn't exist 15 years ago i mean for us a big part of our online business is obviously our own website but we also sell it through other channels like Etsy Etsy has become a a great vehicle for getting out there and getting to customers who who appreciate handmade things and it I mean it kind of started as a uh more similar to eBay but it's it's definitely growing into its own own thing and I think for a lot of people who are creating their own products in the United States and making things on an artisan level definitely go toward Etsy and definitely and then, then fine tuning and figuring out who your who your customer base is and who um, who you really want to market to, who who you feel like you're, um, you know, is, is your appropriate customer, and kind of looking for. For us, it's art shows and and figuring out um, areas where people have, you know, the an appreciation for handmade things and appreciation for something made in the United States, and also looking at. Um, being able, I mean, there's obviously a, being able to afford that that kind of price point. Not everybody can afford a product, and we realize that. But um, being able to get somebody who appreciates buying a handmade cutting board is 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 to find that customer is really the and and, and I think more than anything that I can give people advice is for when it comes down to <clears throat> to woodworking or any sort of or um, artistic endeavor. A lot of times people want to see it in person and touch it and feel it and see the quality and see what it is and see, and also be, have a connection to it. I mean, we do a lot of shows and there's a lot of tons of working, setting up for them and everything, but it's, what's cool about it is coming in and and having that connection with your customer and having that with being able to, to see and meet the person. It's, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, you've heard this phrase before, but meet your maker. Being able to meet the person that made whatever it is in your house and have it, that is not something that's always um, a possibility or even, you know, um, a a reality for a lot of things in your life. It's like, I don't, I don't go and look and say, okay, I I can meet the person who made whatever is in front of me on a day-to-day basis.
0: Love that. com is the website. You are going to see Brad and his crew at the 42nd Annual Houston Ballet Nutcracker Market. You got to get those tickets though, nutcrackermarket.com and do not forget, this is a fundraiser that allows shoppers to give back to the Houston area proceeds from admission tickets plus 11% of merchandise sales stay right here in the Houston area, supporting the Houston Ballet Foundation, its academy, and scholarship programs. Since its inception, the Nutcracker Market has contributed more than $80 million to that very foundation. And it's all thanks to you and all of our merchants who, whether they are new or they are returning, like Alpine Wine Design. So, uh, can't wait to see you out there November 10th through the 13th. Brad, my man. Thank you for coming by the podcast.
1: Thank you, Freddie. So appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to Ready, Set, Shop, the one and only Houston Ballet Nutcracker Market. Learn more about our mission to uplift small businesses while supporting Houston's cultural arts scene at nutcrackermarket.com.